45 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Na, 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 na. It's 
Oh, oh, oh. 
J.M. in the A.M. Great version of Cry No More done by A.K.A. Pella. Sphere Format Thursday here at JM in the AM. Great version of Cry No More done by A.K.A. Pella. 613 before that with Atai Echad. You heard Ani Mamin done by Dudi Kalish. The Y Studs had Bill Vavi like Holzman. That was Leif Tahar. Regesh with Modani opening things up. Welcome to a Thursday on this May 4th, the 8th of ER, the year 5777. Today's day number 23 in the counting of the Omer. That's 23, three weeks and two days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Today is the middle day of Bahab. We have 51 degrees here in New York with 58% humidity. Winds are north at 6 miles an hour. Mostly sunny here with a high of 62. Then tonight, the light rain begins late with a low of 52. And then tomorrow, rain and thunder for Friday with a high temperature, 63 degrees. You shall lie right now at 71. We're at 51 here in New York City as we say good morning at the JM and the AM. Got an amazing app comment this morning from listener Devora, who's been keeping us up to date on the Likadoshim project that was done in memory of the Israeli soldiers this past Monday. Nachum, just listened to the Yom Atzimut broadcast. Phenomenal job from both of you. I would be happy to invite you 
over to join our Mongol. Thank you. That next time, by the way, I think that's the way to go next time. Uh, next time we're in Israel on Yom Mood, I think we have to actually do the show not from the old city of Jerusalem, but from somebody's uh, massive barbecue. Um, anyway, just an idea. Uh, she continues, shame I didn't know you were here. Also, tremendously proud of Rabbanit Henkin, my teacher and mentor, just to let you know the far-reaching effects of the Likadoshim project. We know of at least two people that went over to the graves of the Chayalim they were learning for on Yom HaZikaron to say Tehillim. In addition, there was a moving story of someone who wanted to participate but never learned Gemara before. He learned that day with a study partner his first daf of Gemara. Mi ka'amcha Yisrael. Thank you, listener Devorah, for that. And a big yashikach to everybody around the world who took part in the Likudot Shim project in memory of those who have fallen uh, defending the land and state of Israel. Thursday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Hello, everybody. We're in our Sphere format. I can tell that people are already anxious <laughs> to get back to our regular format, which will be a week from Sunday, right? A week from Saturday night is when we get to our regular format um, <laughs> because people are already asking, are very curious about the uh, schedule once Lagba Omer hits. Yeah, once Lagba Omer hits, we're back to our regular format is right. And uh, believe you me, many of us here behind this microphone would like to see our regular format get back into our regular program as soon as possible as well. I'm making the final plans for Yom Yerushalayim week. Many of you know that we're going to be heading to Israel spending a Yom Yerushalayim week, the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem in celebration with the rest of the Jewish world. Um, our friends that I meet yesterday announced, rightfully so, that we will be broadcasting with them, with Amit, from the roof of Eishat Torah on Yom Yerushalayim itself. So the, the discussion will be amazing. The view is going to be even more amazing. Uh, those of you who will... Um, He'll be tuned in and he'll be watching us as we uh, broadcast from Jerusalem. You'll be in for a special treat because Yom Yerushalayim will be at one of the most amazing spots one can be at any day of the year, but certainly on Yom Yerushalayim. And I thank uh, everybody who's been uh, who's been responding to our call. We are putting together a lot of interesting programming for the week of Yom Yerushalayim while we're there in Israel. And I hope that um, you'll have an opportunity to be tuned in and listen in as um, as that week goes on. Should be a lot of fun and should be extremely uh, interesting and inspiring. That's for sure. It's um, it's JM in the AM Thursday morning, and uh, the brand new comes it's in the rain is volume number three it is in our sphere of format we've have it for you right here at jm in the am I'm 
לבכות ביחד כל הלילה, כי לנו שלנו הלילה, ים אחד הלילה, כל הלב הלילה.
J.M. in the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on our beloved NSN app. Bitachon at You heard Rishamru done by Yehuda Solomon. Uh, what else did we have? Lule Hamanti was from Leif Tahar. Ari Goldwag with Halila. Ma'avarech, those are the Maccabees. The Y studs had Lu Yehi. Hamalach done by uh, the cast of Akumzitz in the Rain. And um, they opened it up, right? Yeah, they opened up that set for us here at JM in the AM. Second day of Bahab on this Thursday, day number 23 in the counting of the Omer. 23 is the big number. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Mostly sunny today with a high of 62. We're at 51 right now, getting set for our news from Israel and plenty more on this Thursday. Don't forget the Nahum Siegel Network has an amazing day of programming every day, but especially Thursday. Keep it here all through the day. You'll be glad you did. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Thursday follows next. 
We say Boker Tov from JMDM. ולצהל השעה שתיים, כאן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. ראש הממשלה נתניהו תוקף את יושב ראש הרשות הפלסטינית על רקע פגישתו עם הנשיא טראמפ ומאשים אבו מאזן לא דובר אמת. במהלך פגישה בירושלים עם ראש ממשלת רומניה אמר נתניהו שמעתי אתמול את הנשיא עבאס אומר שהפלסטינים מלמדים את הילדים שלהם על השלום אבל לצערי הרב זה לא נכון הם קוראים לבתי הספר שלהם על שם רוצחי ישראלים והם משלמים למחבלים אבל אני מקווה שאפשר יהיה להשיג שינוי ולהגיע לשלום אמיתי נעצרה חוליית טרור מאזור ג'נין שביצעה שורה של פיגועי ירי. במהלך פשיטת שב"כ נמצאו כלי נשק שהוחבאו במיטת ילדים, מדווח כתבנו אריאל זיגלר. במהלך החודש האחרון בוצעו מספר פיגועי ירי לעבר כלי רכב אזרחיים, לעבר יישובים ולעבר כוחות הביטחון באזור שכם, ג'נין וטול כרם. בכולם לא היו נפגעים, אך נגרם נזק לרכוש. כעת הותר לפרסום כי שב"כ, צה"ל והמשטרה עצרו מספר פלסטינים מאזור ג'נין, וברשותם נתפסו כלי רכב ששימשו לביצוע פיגועים, וכן כלי נשק, חלקם הוסתרו במיטת ילדים. בימים הקרובים יוגשו כתבי אישום נגד חברי החוליה. בגיל 95, בעלה של מלכת אנגליה, הדוכס פיליפ, הודיע כי יוותר על סמכויותיו בממלכה הבריטית. כתבתנו שירה נאות. הדוכס פיליפ ימלא את חובותיו המלכותיות עד חודש אוגוסט, אבל לאחר מכן יפרוש מתפקידיו ולא יגיע לאירועים רשמיים. פיליפ אמנם ימשיך לכהן כיושב ראש של כבוד מטעם כ-750 ארגונים, אבל לא ימלא שום תפקיד פעיל. ראש ממשלת בריטניה תרזה מיי הודתה לפיליפ, ובהודעת בית המלוכה נכתב שהמלכה אליזבת תומכת בהחלטתו, כ-30 פעוטות ממעון בירושלים חלו בסלמונלה בתוך שבוע וחצי. כתבתנו טל זרביב. משרד הבריאות פתח בחקירה בעקבות תחלואת מעיים במעון לפעוטות בירושלים. בחקירה עלה כ-30 ילדים בגילאי שנה עד שנתיים חלו בשבוע וחצי האחרון, ובקרב אחד מהם התגלה חיידק סלמונלה. על פי ממצאי המשרד נמצאו חיידקים שמצביעים על התנהלות לקויה במטבח הגן, ומנהלת המעון תודרכה לשנות את הרגלי הכנת האוכל. מאמן אלופת המדינה ברק בכר מבטיח כי הפועל באר שבע תתחזק גם אחרי שתי האליפויות. הוא שוחח בגל"צ עם טל שורר ועידו קוז'יקארו. אנחנו נביא חיזוק, אבל אתה יודע, אנחנו לא מתכוונים להשתולל, יש פה בסיס טוב. אנחנו מאוד שפויים, ואנחנו יודעים מה אנחנו עושים, והבאנו שחקנים צעירים גם כדי ל... בשביל העתיד של המועדון הזה. כמובן שעוד נשדרג ונחזק. מזג האוויר נאה ללא שינוי ניכר בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורכת רון להב קבוצת שטיר המארגנת את הארוחת אבימיטק לטכנולוגיה. Israel <laughs> 
Thursday morning with the Maccabees and Lachad Odi off of Voices from the Heights. Kol Ish had Mehera. You heard Achenu done by the cast of Akumzitz in the Rain. Thursday morning, it's JM in the AM at 16 minutes after the hour. I thank you for joining us. Don't forget, you can ca- you can comment on our app at any point. Uh, you literally go to the uh, Nachum Single Network app for Android or iPhone. First of all, I hope it's in your phone or in your iPad already. And at any point, you could just go and... Uh, and comment and let us know where you are, what you want to say, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Tomorrow, our weekly update. Tomorrow, it's Friday, which means the weekly update will be taking place at 7.40 Eastern Time. I hope you get an opportunity to tune in and uh, listen in as we go through some of the news uh, news stories of the week, especially those that affect the Israel and the Jewish world. Malcolm Holmline joins us for that tomorrow, 7.40 Eastern Time, here at JM in the AM. Day 23 in the counting of the Omer. I remind you that tonight at Congregation Renat Yisrael in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey, 
The uh, event is entitled Climbing the Career Decision Tree, How the Science of Behavioral Economics Can Help You Achieve the Career You Want. It's happening tonight, Thursday, 7.30 p.m. at Renat Yisrael on West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck with Gary Belsky, the award-winning author. He'll be speaking. Information, uh, Project Ezra, ezra ezra.org, E-Z-R-A-H.org, E-Z-R-A-H.org for uh, all the information. All righty. Cantor's World presents their special tefillah this coming uh, Sunday. Mincha, Marev, and Sphira with Cantor Zitzchak, Mayor Helfgott, Yaakov Rosenfeld, and Yaakov Motzen. It's happening at the uh, First Congregation on Sfarad of Borough Park at 4502 14th Avenue in Brooklyn. It starts at 7.30 p.m. Um, information, you can... Uh, Visit cantorsworld.com. Again, that's cantorsworld.com. Don't forget our community calendar has a lot of information on it. If you go to nachomsegel.com and uh, click on community calendar, you'll see the Project Ezra uh, event for tonight. You will see the uh, Lagba Omer Fair that's being planned by the Center for Jewish Life. You'll see the annual Cantor's World event that we just spoke about. Right, Pesach Krohn is speaking at the Young Israel of Woodmere. That's up there on our community calendar for the 10th day of May. Um, so if you check it out, you'll see, if you check out our community calendar at NahumSiegel.com, you'll see a whole bunch of events that are going on. Want to remind everybody that we have an amazing lineup all through the day. That's right. Our Sphere Format Thursday features an incredible lineup, but Charlie Harari with an in-depth look at finding happiness in a world of consumption. Charlie on between nine and nine 30 this morning, right after JM and the AM. Michael Fragan will host Spin Class with the latest political news. Uh, Allison Josephs, Jew in the City Speaks. She'll speak with uh, Rama Burstein, award-winning Orthodox Jewish filmmaker. That starts at 10 o'clock. That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach, chef and author of the Kosher by Design series, Susie Fishbein, uh, will join Miriam Wallach to uh, discuss Chef Michael Solomonoff, Chef Mayor Adoni, and how Israeli cuisine is finally getting its well-deserved due. Plus, Alex Rosenberg, playing for Maccabi Kiryat Gat, will be speaking with Miriam Al-Wallach about his recent aliyah, his NBA hopes, and how playing Columbia basketball seems a lifetime ago. That's all happening on That's Life starting at 10.30 this morning uh, before our live lunch. Live lunch begins at 11. It'll be an acapella live lunch until 1 o'clock. I'm telling you, as I always say, we have an incredible programming every single day on the Nahum Single Network, and Thursday is even more incredible. So uh, make sure to be tuned in, even after JM and the AM, for all the wonderful hosts and uh, all the action um, with whatever method you normally listen, whether it's the telephone or the the app in the car or your web radio or archives, whatever method you use to uh, listen in and participate. More coming up. Sphere Format Thursday at JM in the AM.
It's our Father's will, He who made us all. There we ask of you to defy Him. Yet a frightened child, numb from pain and grief, remains for. Clinging to the faith that it can be heard as it cries out to its mother. Mami, mami, vengo, chamo, trenzo, tsukisi, nunazo. J.M. in the A.M. That's uh, Mama Rachel comes. It's in the rain. Volume number three. It's J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Maccabees before that. Oh, there's an event here on the Lower East Side I wanted to mention. Uh, it's happening on uh, Monday night. Let me just make sure I have the information. This coming Monday at 8 p.m., the Beaker Cholom of the Lower East Side, as a tribute to the memory of Mrs. Eva Grayer, is going to have an event, a cooking demonstration by Naomi Nachman. That's going to be happening this coming Monday night at the Bialystucker, excuse me, at the uh, Orenstein building on Bialystucker Place. Information contact the Lower East Side Beaker Cholom. Naomi Nachman doing a cooking demonstration this coming Monday night on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebin Vilsevalevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Vilsevalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing with our series on Sphira. It says in Vayikra, Hashem says, You shall observe my decrees and laws, which man shall carry out, and by which he shall live. I am Hashem. Rashi points out 
that the Pasuk is referring to life in Olam Haba, the world to come. The conclusion of the Pasuk signifies Hashem's promise to give each individual his just reward. The Talmud tells us in Kedushan that there is no reward for mitzvahs and good deeds in this world. Schar mitzvah The payment for mitzvahs performed in this world is conferred in Olam Haba, as Rashi notes. However, the Talmud in Erevin expounds on the posuk that we have in Devarim, and he repays his enemies in his lifetime to make him perish. Hashem does reward his enemies for the mitzvahs and good deeds that they might have done in the world in order that they don't merit Olam Haba. The Chavetz Chaim comments that often when the Pasuk says, I am Hashem, Rashi invokes Hashem's fidelity to reward the individual in Olam Haba. He explains that it is Hashem's unique promise to us, comparable to a document of indebtedness that will be executed personally by Hashem Himself. The Medrash Rabban Megillus Rus cites a similar concept. It says that in the past, a person would do a mitzvah and the Navi would record it for posterity. Now, Eliyahu Navi and Mashiach record the good deed. Then Hashem signs the confirmation. Obviously, when the king signs a proclamation to reward someone for his actions on behalf of the king, it would be impossible for the treasury of a small town to compensate him adequately. They simply don't have sufficient funds. The individual will have to travel to the capital city. He'll have to seek compensation from the king's royal treasure house. Similarly, the reward for one who fulfills the mitzvahs of Hashem is so great that it's impossible to pay him satisfactorily in this world. Even more, it's explained that a person's reward for doing a mitzvah is commensurate with the degree of honor and integrity that infuses its performance. The Russia, who may be compelled to do the mitzvah because of pressure or personal benefit, he's not motivated by reverence for Hashem, and therefore he can receive his reward in this world, for it's not incalculable. However, those who follow in Hashem's ways and do the mitzvahs with sincerity and good intentions, their reward is inestimable. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Jam in the AM. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. It's a uh, Thursday morning broadcast. Plenty coming up on the Nachum Single Network all through the day. Make sure you keep, uh, you keep us with you no matter where you are. Rabbi Pesach Friedman is with us live via telephone. Pesach Friedman is the uh, CEO of Chaim Vachesed. And um, recently when we were in Israel, uh, somebody we were with um, needed assistance at one of the hospitals in the Holy Land. And we were told to call uh, Pesach Friedman, who uh, I believe at that time was 6,000 miles away. <laughs> and nonetheless, uh, he and the uh, people he works with were able to be of assistance uh, in a very um, tense situation. Pesach Friedman, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's a pleasure to be here. How did this all start, uh, that you got involved with helping people who are in hospitals in Israel? Look, it's not just hospitals, but the background to all this is I, I am just a uh, former American living here in Israel for over 20 years. And uh, life in Israel is great, and very happy to be here, and wish everyone would be here with us. But it's not always that simple. And when you run into any kind of crisis or challenge, large or small, 
gets really difficult. It's not just the language, it's a different culture, it's a different climate, different rules. And the Americans or English speakers here in Israel find themselves very alone. And having gone through that, I wanted to help others through that as well. And we made an organization to really be here for the English speakers in every area of crisis and challenge. A lot of that takes place in the hospital, as you referred to, but many, many other areas that we assist in as well. Right. So we end up in the emergency room with a situation, and it's sometimes difficult between the language and because we're not really familiar with how hospitals work in Israel. We're used to what goes on in Manhattan. Um, so things become difficult. We hit certain roadblocks. And uh, and what happens? You then you then send people to the hospital or have them make phone calls that will ease the uh, process? Yeah, with regard to the hospital, we now have two people working for us in the Jerusalem area hospitals, uh, guys who are there, who have been there for many years and who are there for many, many hours every day, know all the right, let's say, buttons to push, know all the power players, know how to get things done. Do uh, <laughs> This may sound like a strange question. Do hospitals resent the fact that patients walk in with representatives like yours? Very much not so, because... It's an interesting point. Really, every Israeli walks in with a representative of his own. His brother, his mother, his son, his grandson. Everyone's got a representative. Some type of Our advocate. People, some type of advocate. Our people don't because they're, their parents or their children maybe 6,000 miles away, and we don't have any advocates. And that's exactly what we've found is that we're being the voice for those people. We're not trying to do, you know, be in any way pushy when you're not supposed to be pushy, be, you know, cut anyone to the head of the line when it's not appropriate. But this country really works on a lot of who you know, what the connections are, and really knowing how the system operates. The people that we're helping don't know any of that. So we're just trying to get them up to snuff with everyone else here. Pesach Friedman's with us. Can you give us an example outside the hospital? You said that your staff is ready to help in any situation where someone from outside of Israel uh, is experiencing difficulty, some type of bureaucracy. What what else would be an area of life? Sure. One of the one of the main areas that we deal with are foreigners here need visas to be here legally. They need to get Bituach Lumi, which is national insurance. They need to also have health insurance. People are woefully unaware, and they often find themselves uninsured. We help them with that, guide them through the systems. Um, more more seriously, as you know, just earlier this week, we had someone who had a relative who died in the U.S., needed to get a passport so he could fly back to Sit Shiva. But there was a holiday this week, Yom Atzmat. Offices were closed. We tried to help them with that, and he's at least back uh, together with his family now. Just last night, we had a young lady who actually lost her passports in Geula, and we led her to the right, uh, the right addresses to fortunately find those passports. Uh, people that land in the airport and have legal trouble because, you know, they, they may be Israeli citizens and didn't come on the right passport. All sorts of bureaucracy government dealings with, and one of the large areas is actually special education or special therapies. Anyone with special children has a whole parallel and additional world to navigate all the, all the services that are coming to them or the benefits that they could get their children to school. So we have a very robust special ed department with two experts working in special ed. Amazing. Pesach Friedman, it's um, Chaim Vachesed, the name of the organization. How do people reach you, both in an emergency and also just to get more information? Okay, so first of all, online, we're ChaimVachesed.com. That's C-H-A-I-M-V-C-H-E-S-S-E-D.com. Uh, our number in Israel is very easy to remember. It's 72 Chesed. Right, which is zero seven two two four three seven seven three three, and if someone wants to call us from the U.S., we have a U.S. number which is seven one eight 
407-2448. So we're available 24-7 or 24-6, actually. Uh, in the middle of the night, we get calls as well. There's an emergency line, and we get uh, woken up uh, not infrequently with some kind of crisis or challenge. Well, Kolakavod, you are helpful to us, and I'm sure you'll be uh, helpful to many, many more people as time continues. It's much appreciated, and uh, big yeshikov what you and your staff have done. Thank you very much. All the best, Nachum. Pesach Friedman, Chaim Vachesed. You can go to ChaimVachesed.com, ChaimVachesed.com. If you have a situation in Israel uh, similar to the ones that the Pesach described, you could dial 072 Chesed, that's 072 Chesed, or 718-407-2448, 718-407-2448. As I said, our family experienced the assistance of Chaim Vachesed and uh, if, uh, for whatever reason, yours needs some type of uh, intervention, somebody to advocate on uh, your behalf or a relative or friend's behalf in Israel, they are more than willing to undertake the project and make things as easy as possible. More coming up. It's a Thursday, day 23 in the counting of the Omer on a Thursday morning at JM in the AM. Hashem, 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 Hashem,
emotions can run deeply, moving us to tears. Joy will fill our hearts when he's finally here. When the Shias finally here. But we must strengthen our own, our faith, our pride. We can find the desire, the love deep inside. Shomayim Uriye Kihoyinu Lagvokeles Pagoyim Nechshavnu Kitsoyin Latevach Yuvol Laharoik Uleyaved Ulemako ולכרפו. Oh. 
Oh, no. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Imeshka Chaych off of Songs of Jerusalem on a Thursday morning broadcast. Habet done by uh, the cast of Akumzitz in the Rain, Acapella Soul, Ari Goldwag with Finally Here. 51 degrees, mostly sunny, a high 62 on this second day of Bahab, day 23 in the counting of the Omer. Reminder, tonight at Renat Yisrael on West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, climbing the career decision tree, Gary Belsky, is the guest speaker, how the science of behavioral economics can help you achieve the career you want. Tonight, 7.30, brought to you by Project Ezra. Go to Ezra.org, E-Z-R-A-H.org for information. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, on our beloved NSN app.
JM in the AM, uh, Before Eve is the name of the album. It's Cole Ish with Curry Bone, a sphere of format Thursday. Uh, don't forget the uh, weekly update tomorrow. Weekly update tomorrow. Malcolm Honline joins us at 740 Eastern time tomorrow morning with the weekly update here at JM in the AM. Also, full day on our network with a lot of great programming today. We'll go through the entire lineup coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. Well, uh, Alan Fagan is with us. We'll introduce him in just a second. Uh, just another comment about the incredible OU Community Fair this past Sunday. I was uh, telling Alan off the air just how remarkable it was, and I'm sure many of our listeners took advantage of the OU's offer to come and explore tens and tens of communities around the country. So a big yes call to those who coordinated it. Uh, Alan Fagan, of course, is the CEO uh, of the uh, Orthodox Union and uh, joins us live via telephone on this Thursday morning. Alan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thanks very much for having me. A pleasure. It, it seems like event after event after event is success after success after success with the OU. Uh, this past Sunday was simply remarkable, and thousands of people took advantage of what the OU had to offer. And I'm sure communities around the country, some of which you visit, will benefit in the long run. So, It was a, uh, it was a great day uh, on Sunday, and I, I think for me the most enjoyable part was just walking around from booth to booth and, and meeting some really remarkable people from communities all across the United States. We had, we had 57 uh, small communities uh, represented, uh, many of them on the East Coast, but as far west as, uh, uh, as, as Kansas and uh, uh, Las Vegas. Uh, it, it was really terrific. Many of the communities had uh, had their rabbis there, their shul presidents there, community leaders. It, it was just a terrific uh, event, and I think they were able to showcase the remarkable work uh, that's uh, being done uh, in in communities that aren't on the radar screen for uh, for most of us, and they are growing and thriving and prospering, uh, and it's it's really terrific to see. Yeah, it's incredible. A lot of Jewish life, even outside of. Uh the New York, New Jersey area. Also, I know this week it's Yom HaZikaron, Yom HaTzmut. You spend some time with the Vice President of the United States. I'm sure you are impressed, especially when it comes to him and his views on Israel. The uh, uh, the gathering at the White House was a really uh, spectacular event. This was uh, the first time in American history uh, that the White House sponsored an event to mark the independence, the anniversary of the independence of the state of Israel. Uh, what, a, what a remarkable uh, uh, achievement uh, that was, and what a remarkable statement. Uh, uh, we had the vice president speak movingly, emotionally, about his love for the state of Israel, uh, the president's love for the state of Israel. Uh, Senator Orrin Hatch, who is uh, uh, the longest-serving uh, senator uh, uh, in the United States Senate, 83 years old, uh, spoke in, in the most uh, uh, moving terms about the mezuzah that hangs on the door of his office in the Senate office building, about the mezuzah that he wears around his neck and close to his heart constantly. Uh, it was just a remarkable, uh, uh, moving uh, occasion. Uh, MC'd by our new ambassador to Israel, David Friedman. Uh, uh, the Israeli ambassador, Ron Derma, spoke. It, it was just a magnificent event. I saw some of the highlights, very impressive, and um, kudos to the vice president and to all that you just mentioned. Well, we learned that the Teach NYS, uh, which continues to successfully advocate for the education security and equality of New York's non-public school students have uh, made great progress, especially in uh, 
in the view of the uh, 2018 New York State budget. Now, Teach NYS is a project of the OU, right? This is an Orthodox Union project. That's correct. It's uh, it's four years old. It was created uh, through a merger with uh, Teach NYS several years ago and became an OU project. Uh, and since then, uh, the advocacy efforts that the Orthodox community has been making on behalf of government assistance to non-public schools, and in particular to our yeshivot and day schools, uh, ha- has really just uh, taken off. Now, um, why was the 2018 state budget so generous? Why was uh, as much uh, funding as uh, was allocated, why was this done um, uh, for the uh, non-public schools? Look, I, I, I think that um, the nature of our advocacy efforts in the last couple of years uh, has taken a very, very different turn. Uh, there was a time when advocacy for the Jewish community, particularly for the Orthodox community, meant uh, having a couple of balabatim, get in a car, go up to Albany, walk around, take some pictures, put them in a newsletter, uh, and feel that uh, we had made great progress. Uh, We decided uh, uh, about two and a half years ago that we needed to take our advocacy efforts in a completely different direction. And what we looked at was the corporate model. When companies, when special interest groups look to achieve significant progress on matters of critical importance to them, whether it's in state government or federal government, they engage in professional campaigns to persuade legislators uh, of the rightness of their cause. That means having the best lobbyists, the best public relations capacity that you can have, the best grassroots support that you can muster. We've done all of those things now for the last couple of years, and we're seeing the dividends of that change uh, today. Uh, in, in, In the budget that was just passed, uh, on, on, on the eve of Pesach, uh, just under $300 million wow. was allocated by New York State in its 2018 budget for assistance to non-public schools. Not only was that number uh, a remarkable achievement... Uh, way, but, way more than ever before, right? Uh, more than ever before, uh, by a substantial amount. Uh, so the absolute dollar amount itself, uh, we consider to be a significant victory. Uh, Obviously, we need to do better, uh, but we were extremely pleased with the progress that we had made. That's a a real and substantial number. Uh, But there were two components uh, to that, or or included within that uh, amount of assistance uh, that were particularly important to us. One was the additional funds that were set aside for safety and security for non-public schools, and in particular for those schools that were deemed to be at risk uh, of uh, of terrorist activity. Uh, That number in New York State is now $40 million for non-public schools. And much of that money, we believe, will redound to the benefit of the Jewish community. Come back to that in a moment. 
the the other aspect that we were enormously excited about and that we've been fighting for for the last two years and were able to achieve, I think in record time, was the first allocation in the history of New York State, I believe the first in the history of the country, where New York State will now be committing a sum of money to reimburse yeshivot and day schools for the cost of STEM teachers, math and science and engineering uh, teachers uh, in our day schools, in our yeshivot. This is the first time in history that that's happened. Uh, the amount uh, was uh, uh, not insignificant, uh, the fact is that we now have the first olive out of the jar. We've been able to create this program. We've been able to get it funded. And our hope now is to concentrate uh, in this upcoming year on taking that number uh, and significantly expanding it. That will redound to the benefit uh, of every yeshiva and day school in the state of New York. So it's a real celebration, frankly. It's a really great achievement and one that the non-public schools and obviously the yeshivas that we are most concerned about are going to benefit from. The allocation is $289 million in non-public school funding, including a record-breaking $40 million for non-public school security. Final budget also includes $210 million for state-mandated services, $25 million for technology, $7 million for immunization, and the creation of a new reimbursement program for science, technology, and engineering and math, the STEM instruction funding. Um, of all these, and of course we could really concentrate on each one of them, but, but which one would you say, uh, aside from the security, uh, was the greatest achievement? Which one to you is uh, most significant? I, I think STEM is, is, is a remarkable uh, achievement, even though the dollars themselves were relatively small in this first year. Right. Uh, this is a first step uh, in a program of historic proportion. I mean, imagine if you would uh, the state covering the cost of math and science education in our schools. Right. Uh, it would be an enormous benefit uh, to our schools. It has never happened before. Uh, and as I said, I don't think uh, it exists anywhere else in the country. This was a courageous step uh, by the governor, who was fully supportive of this program, uh, by the assembly speaker, Carl Hasty. Uh, by the majority leader in the Senate, uh, John Flanagan. It was truly a bipartisan effort, uh, and I think uh, uh, really came about as, as a result of an effective advocacy campaign that had us coming in and meeting with representatives of the governor, both sides of uh, the legislature, Democrats, Republicans, and making the case that while 16% of the New York State school population attends non-public schools, mm -hmm. the amount of assistance that's coming to those schools is somewhere between 1% and 2% of the New York State education spend. And that that fact alone was so fundamentally unfair that we have relieved the state of such an enormous cost of education by sending our kids to a parallel school system, parallel to the public schools, that while we weren't looking for 100% parity, that this ratio of having 16% of the kids and about 1% uh, 
of the funding was just so fundamentally unfair that it needed to begin to change. And I think the legislature is recognizing this. I think they're recognizing the fact that the average cost to educate a child in the public school system in, in New York State is about $20,000 per child. So you think about the fact that 16% of school-age children in New York State are being educated outside of the public school system and thereby saving the state $20,000 for each of those kids. We're talking about billions of dollars of savings uh, to the state. And I think that recognition is finally starting to hit. Uh, and the fact that we have now engaged in advocacy efforts uh, that have been so professionalized so that we can bring that message across clearly and cogently to our representatives in Albany. It's starting to get through, and we're watching the needle move. And just, just to illustrate, uh, prior to 2013, not one penny was allocated by New York State to non-public school security. Right. Not a penny. Uh, today, that number stands at $40 million, and we really need to give credit uh, to the governor, uh, who, who met with Jewish leaders a few months ago at the height of uh, anti-Semitic incidents, bomb threats that were taking place across the, across the state. Uh, and he said to us that he was going to make this recommendation in the budget uh, for this year, that he was not going to tolerate anti-Semitism in the state of New York, that an attack against the Jew was an attack against everyone in New York State, that we had no tolerance for that in this state, and that he was going to see to it that appropriate money was set aside for the protection of our institutions, and he was good to his word, uh, and that there is now a new program in place that will have state agencies making security assessments of our schools and our daycare centers and community centers. Based on those assessments, there'll be a grant application process for security funding. That funding can be used uh, both for hard costs, equipment and cameras and uh, uh, fencing and so on, uh, as well as for soft costs, personnel costs for security guards and, uh, uh, and, and security personnel. Uh, so I, I, I think what we're seeing here, uh, Nahum, is very effective advocacy, a real desire by the legislature to start to do the right thing, and increasing amounts of grassroots support. Just a few months ago, at, at, as, as, the, as the budget season was beginning in Albany, we brought hundreds of kids to Albany from Yeshivot all across New York State. The governor met with them. Uh, and so he heard firsthand. He heard from the kids. He heard from their principals. He heard from their parents the enormous burden that's being placed on our parents to support an educational system that is saving the state billions of dollars while at the same time our parents are paying their fair share of taxes and of property taxes that are going to support the public school system. And I think the unfairness of that has now finally uh, uh, taken hold uh, uh, in Albany. Uh, Alan Fagan's with us, CEO at the Orthodox Union. Uh, Alan, curious, what have your colleagues in other states, New Jersey, California, how have they reacted to this news out of New York? Uh, you know, it's interesting. It really varies uh, state by state, and, and uh, it, it varies based on the economics and the politics uh, of each state. Uh, but I can tell you that we have security funding initiatives 
pending now in California. Uh, there's a $10 million security program that's now passed uh, uh, through the Judiciary Committee in the California legislature with bipartisan support. Uh, there is a program in Maryland uh, that we've been uh, pushing. We had uh, yeshiva parents testifying uh, before the relevant uh, committee in support of the passage of that security bill in Maryland. Uh, there's legislation that was passed uh, through the budget committees uh, in Florida. Uh, we have a very important uh, battle going on now uh, in New Jersey. Uh, last year, we were able to obtain, for the first time, uh, security funding of $50 per child uh, uh, for non-public schools in New Jersey. Uh, our goal this year is to triple that number to bring it on par with uh, security funding that's provided uh, to the public schools uh, in New Jersey. And, and so we're spending an enormous amount of effort uh, in New Jersey. We've got comparable efforts in Pennsylvania, probably every state with significant Jewish populations. Uh, we now have a, a teach network uh, uh, running in parallel with our Teach NYS uh, network here in New York. Amazing. A lot of progress in a lot of different places. If you would have told this to people years ago, even five, ten years ago, they'd never believe it, that, been this, that there would be this kind of progress and that there'd be this type of funding that actually comes through and that's actually included in the budget. Uh, it really is a remarkable accomplishment. And I assume that these efforts, along with the other state efforts, are going to continue, outside, uh, are going to continue out of the uh, Orthodox Union offices. Uh, right? The more the merrier in terms of those who want to work with you to get this done. A hundred percent. This, for us, uh, is is one of our most significant uh, priorities. There, there's no question in our mind uh, that the entire issue uh, of the viability, the financial viability of our day schools and our yeshivot uh, and the tuition burden on our parents is probably the critical issue facing our community. Right. So we're delighted with the progress that's been made, but our goal, our ultimate goal, is to be able to roll back tuition costs, that there is enough money flowing into the school coffers, not just to be able to hold things steady, which many schools have now been able to do as a result of these efforts, that is, they can hold the line on tuition. We want to see those numbers rolled back so that parents get real relief in the area of the tuition that they're paying. That would be a most welcome development, to say the least. Uh, that's what everyone's looking for, some relief from the incredibly uh, uh, difficult tuition payments. And if down the line that is actually going to happen, believe you me, uh, everybody out there would fight for that, uh, to say the least. Teach NYS, a project of the Orthodox Union, secured a historic victory for non-public schools in the 2018 New York State budget, allocating $289 million in non-public school funding, including uh, non-public school security, a uh, final budget also has state-mandated services, technology, immunization, and, of course, the STEM program funding that we mentioned included as well. Alan Fagan is the uh, CEO at the Orthodox Union. Alan, I thank you. Continued success with all of this, and I'm sure a lot of hardworking people in your organization deserve the credit for this amazing accomplishment. Thanks so much, Nachum. Great to be with you. Alan Fagan, he is the CEO at the uh, OU at the Orthodox Union, and uh, it, it is pretty remarkable to consider the amount of funding that's now going to be taken care of by the state of New York when it comes to non-public school, uh, non-public schools and their students. Twenty-two minutes after eight o'clock, more coming up on this um, on this Thursday morning as we continue at JM in the AM.
Thursday morning, it's JM in the AM. From the Kumsitz in the Rain sphere of format here at JM in the AM. Well, many of you are aware that this coming Tuesday night we'll all be together at the uh, Terrace on the Park in Flushing, New York. The Max and Ruth Schwartz, they wrote, has their institution's annual dinner is taking place. Uh, under the leadership, of course, of Rosh Hashiva Rabbi uh, Dov Fendel, uh, who we spoke to uh, just a few days ago about this uh, remarkable gathering. 
It's happening uh, Tuesday night at Terrace on the Park, 6 p.m. buffet dinner, the program at 7.30. Guest speakers include the Honorable Ayala Shaked, the Honorable Alon Davidi, the Honorable Ambassador Danny Dayan. They'll all be together. A very distinguished list of honorees, including Dr. Abraham Peller of West Hempstead, Mr. Harold Kaplan of Chicago, Young Leadership Awards, uh, to uh, Dr. Jonathan and Jessica Landa of Bergenfield, Mr. Yaakov Shama of Brooklyn as Parent of the Year, Rabbinic Leadership Award being presented to by Dr. David Eliach and Rayotav Eliach, and of course that's being presented in memory of Professor Yaffa Eliach of Blessed Memory. Dinner is being chaired by Carol and Judah Ryan. Judah, of course, directs the American Friends of Stay Road. He's with us live via telephone, as is uh, Rabbi Ari Katz, who's in Israel. He's director of public relations and uh, directs the overseas program for the Shivat Hezder in uh, Stay Road. First, uh, Judah Ryan, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum. A pleasure to be here, an honor and a privilege. I appreciate that. Ari Katz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum. All right, so we're connected. We're connected from uh, 6,000 miles away to the city of Stay Road, and we are all getting ready for Tuesday night's remarkable dinner. Ari, let me start with you. Uh, The last time you were on, we were talking about getting more and more uh, Americans and American students uh, involved in uh, the yeshiva in Stay Road, possibly to even consider uh, coming there uh, for their gap year, others uh, coming maybe during the summer for the camping program. How have things gone? Have we made progress and attracting Stay Road to people even outside of Israel? Well, I can tell you, Nachum, that we've made progress. I mean, we have, the, the, I think, the exposure of the yeshiva is out there a lot more. Uh, remember, it's a new program, so it takes some time. Oh, yeah. We have, uh, for the GAP program, we have uh, a few boys who are interested, uh, maybe even for the coming year, but for the year after that, a few boys have talked to me. And about the summer program, we are still you know, looking for some uh, young men who might want to spend a few weeks in Israel in the summer, uh, you know, we have a very special, unique program and, uh, you know, a lot to offer. And like I said, we're still open to um, anyone who wants to come over there for, for the summer in a few months. The, uh, the, the secret is um, to get them there for about a couple of hours, because once people see what's happening in the yeshiva at Stay Road and in the city of Stay Road, all of a sudden uh, they uh, are open to the idea of including Stay Road in their lives. It is one remarkable community. You have the privilege. You're there right now. Am I correct? No, I, I'm, I, I, unfortunately, quote unquote, I got in last week preparation for the oh, dinner. Oh, very good. So. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm sure you, I'm sure you bring us warm regards and you can give us a, Definitely. you can, Definitely. you can give us a, uh, a, uh, first person account of what it's like to be there on a regular basis. Explain to this audience just how special a community and the effect that the yeshiva has on that community in Stay Road. Well, well, I think you hit it on the nail, Nachum. That the effect that the yeshiva has in the community. I mean, you know, the, 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 thank God we have many yeshiva that we just celebrated the Omat Smut on Tuesday, and uh, you know, one of the miracles today you could say even is the amount of Torah that we have today in the modern state of Israel. But when you look at Stay Road, the yeshiva in Stay Road, it really does have an effect. It has had an effect. The city. But if you look at it now, and what it was 20 years ago, it was completely different. I mean, the the, the, the building, but the Yiddishkeit there, it's unbelievable. And a last two of the yeshiva under Rabbi Fendel's leadership, uh, like you said, a day-to-day, every day that I go there, I mean, I get chizuk. Every day that I go there, you see really the miracles of you know how Hashem works, really, day by day. And uh, I can tell you this. Uh, they had um, a few weeks ago on television 
that uh, the, between 2005 2015, they were only able to market 150 um, apartments. Today, in Sterot, the last two years, they've marketed 2,000 apartments. There are five major projects going on now. And a lot of it has to do with the yeshiva. The yeshiva really is the center of the city and attracts a lot of people, a lot of young men. The boys learning yeshiva even stay after they get married. Well, that's what's remarkable is that we know the challenges that Stay Road goes through. You would think that that would call for an exodus from the city. You would think that that would be a reputation that would be difficult to overcome when people are considering living in a city in Israel. And yet, as you just described, it seems that those lists of potential residents just gets longer and longer, and the interest in actually living in Stay Road full-time gets bigger and bigger. I, I, I'm i not quite sure how to explain it. I don't know, now, if, you, you, I don't know yeah. if you can explain it, frankly. So, so what I've been telling people, and uh, we thank God, and we visitors, we've have, we have had, uh, I mean, the number of us have grown and grown, and I invite everyone now, and you'll hear it at the dinner on Tuesday, to come and visit. I can tell you one thing. I, I used the Pasuk, okay. the Egyptians tried to afflict, we just celebrated Pesach. The more they tried, the more the, the Jewish people grew. And I say the same thing about steroids. And you hear this, and I always ask, I always, when I finish talking to the groups, speaking to the groups on top of the roof of the yeshiva, when they come in the famous roof, the famous Kassar Menorah, I ask them, so why do you think people, like you just asked me, Nachum, why do you think people want to stay here? You just heard the rockets, met the rockets, so close to the border. And I'm always proud. They almost always say, it doesn't matter, Orthodox Jews, not Orthodox Jews, it doesn't matter who the group is. They'll always say, this is our home. We have to be here. We have to stay. If we run away, that's a victory for them. And like Rafael always says, they want to make it a go- they wanted to make it a ghost town. They want to make it a ghost town, and we've succeeded with the yeshiva being a big part of it to make it and to give the people the chizuk they need to come and join the community, the wonderful city of Sterling. Unbelievable! Hi, Rabbi Ari Katz with us. Uh, Judah Ryan is director of American Friends of Stay Road. He and I remind uh, everybody that May 9th is coming Tuesday night at Terrace in the Park. It's going to be an amazing dinner. Uh, reservations at stayroat.org slash dinner, S-D-E-R-O-T.org slash dinner, or 718-650-6091. That's 718-650-6091. Judah, how is it that there's been so much wonderful American support as uh, Rabbi Fendel and everybody in Stay Road has turned terror into Torah. How is it that so many people here have made Stay Road a beloved cause for them? Well, over the last year, Nachum, there's been a tremendous amount of growth, a tremendous amount of awareness. Our focus at the American Friends of Stay Road is to raise awareness uh, about the city and the yeshiva that has the yeshiva in Stay Road, as well as raising much-needed funds. And we've done that through initiatives through innovative programs throughout the year to get the people involved, to get the people that have been supportive in the past, and to bring in new blood, young blood, that otherwise would not. We go for, We have done programs from young to old uh, over the course of the year. Uh, we ran a uh, beautiful program, Walk the Boardwalk in Long Beach, right. where there was tremendous local support from the local Long Beach community, as well as communities throughout uh, the island. We had a program, we had a Cholomo uh, 8 Sukkot concert uh, featuring Eitan Cats, right. which was standing room only. Uh, we have an ongoing Menorah project, which is a uh, project to shuls and schools throughout the country to uh, purchase and get involved in, uh, similar to what the Hafter School did, Hebrew Academy of Five Towns in Rockaway, 
by purchasing and donating a uh, replica of the Qasam rocket menorah that stands on top of the base medrash of the Hezdu Yeshiva in Sterot. Uh, we, we, as uh, Rabbi Katz said, we, there are tours going on in Sterot, uh, and one of the culminating um, programs that we ran this past year was the uh, first annual Yeshiva Swish for Stay Rote Day School Basketball Tournament, which Jeez. featured 16 Yeshiva Day Schools from around the uh, New York Metro, uh, New Jersey Metro area that participated and uh, raised awareness about Stay Rote. Uh, we went into the schools. They, they learned about the community. They learned about the Yeshiva. They raised money uh, for the Yeshiva. It was a tremendously successful tournament. And in addition, they got a chance to play basketball. So by accident or by on purpose, they were able to really culminate in raising awareness, raising funds, and having a good time. By the way, all those schools will be recognized at the dinner Tuesday night. They include Ashar, Hafter, Halb, Hank, Hillel, Down and Deal, JEC, Megan David, MDS, North Shore, RPRY, SAR, Westchester Day School, YCQ, Derek Hatora, Yeshiva Flatbush, and Yeshiva Hart Torah. We recognize all of them, and they'll be recognized as coming Tuesday night. At the dinner, information about being there Tuesday night at Terrace on the Park to support Stay Road is um, stayroad.org slash dinner, S-D-E-R-O-T.org slash dinner, or 718-650-6091, 718-650-6091. Judah, a, a very impressive list of speakers and honorees for Tuesday night. Yes, this was really a, uh, a tremendous effort by the team. We have an incredible team that works uh, with uh, with the American Friends of Stay Road, headed, of course, by the dynamic uh, Rav Dufendel, uh, who is just a, an honor and, and a kavod uh, to be able to work side-by-side uh, side with him. The energy, the effort, the unrelenting uh, purpose that he gives uh, really is, is really just gives so much chizuk to continue on the mission to, to raise awareness. And we've gone across the spectrum uh, with uh, with different communities, getting different communities involved, getting different uh, people involved from throughout uh, the country, and uh, we really expect a a, a tremendous crowd. Uh, really, especially uh, for our speaker, the Honorable Minister Shaked, uh, as well as the Mayor of Stero Davidi. Um, so we really are looking forward to a wide spectrum and and a really really nice showing. Uh, at this uh, at this biggest fundraiser of our year. Yeah, you have some of the superstars. Ayala uh, Chaked, as we know, is a superstar as Israel Justice Minister. Danny Dayan, beloved here as Consul General of Israel in New York, and a lot of great honorees that we listed earlier who are involved, and they, I'm sure, are spending some time now in the week before the dinner encouraging people to come and participate on Tuesday night. Everybody has a chance to be part of this incredible effort to help Stay Road raise funds, to help them raise awareness, to help get involved and all these special projects to help the work of Rabbi Fendel, uh, who has been a dynamic leader for Stay Road for all these years, and uh, the yeshiva, which continues to support the community in a way that's way beyond uh, anything we can comprehend. Uh, Rabbi Katz, I, it's it's almost indescribable how people who are just regular residents of Stay Road feel so close to the yeshiva. They have, they have no official capacity. They're not sending kids to the yeshiva. And, they, and you see this every day, how they feel so special and so connected to the yeshiva, um, it, just being a regular resident of the city. Yes, I mean, uh, that, that's one of uh, Rabbi Fendel's, I would say, mission statements, why he built the yeshiva in the middle of the city, uh, because he wanted it to be really a, a magnet that people could come to, feel free to come to whenever they come in, whenever they want. 
Um, he tells uh, just uh, a story that, that when they were building the new Beit Midrash uh, you know, several years ago, so um, he very much uh, you know, wanted to build uh, doors like any doors uh, uh, made out of glass. And the home front command told him, Nachum, that you know, you're out of your mind. You're, you're facing Aza. The rockets come in this direction. You can't build them out of glass. It's, it's, it's a hazard. It's a delta. But the whole purpose here was to be open. What do you want me to put your metal doors to close it out from the community? And uh, it went back and forth. And then they came to a compromise. And then I invite everyone to come and see for themselves these doors. They finally got these very, very heavy glass doors, which are shrapnel-proof. But um, this is just one example of... <laughs> Now, what Rabbi Fendel feels is the most important thing to be there, the heart of the city, to reach out and to make people feel comfortable that they could, you know, come in whenever they want. And um, it's a beautiful. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Judah Ryan, anything else people need to know aside from the website and phone number in terms of uh, getting a reservation in for Tuesday night's event? Well, again, we, we encourage people to come. Obviously, this is a tremendous fundraiser for us. We also want people to attend just to. Once, once as, as Rabbi Katz had said, w- once you come to the, the city, once you see the yeshiva in action, once you see what we're all about, you will be attracted and want to be a partner, want to be a friend, because that's what we're looking for, friends to support the uh, cause and to be involved and to be part of it. In fact, uh, our basketball tournament, which we ran the Swiss State Road, we're now going across the country with that. We're planning on bringing it down to South Florida this coming winter. Wow. We plan on hosting our second annual to start again up in September. But throughout, as far as the dinner is concerned, we encourage everyone, it's not too late to participate. Go to the website, go online, call we encourage you. We invite you. We're looking forward to seeing all of you there on this Tuesday night. This Tuesday, everybody, be there. We'll be there, and we'll be more than happy to uh, remind everybody how amazing a uh, cause it is. The Max and Ruth Schwartz Day Road Hesder Institution's annual dinner under the leadership of Dove Fendel this coming Tuesday night at Terrace in the Park in Flushing, Queens. Get your reservations in. Meet us there and be part of an amazing effort on behalf of one of the most important cities and yeshivot in Israel. Stayrot.org slash dinner, S-D-E-R-O-T dot org slash dinner, or 718-650-6091, 718-650-6091. Judah Ryan, continue your amazing work, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Nachum. Rabbi Ari Katz, you as well. Continue your amazing work, and thank you so much. We'll see you Tuesday night. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you, Nachum. Thank you very much. JM in the AM at 13 minutes before 9 o'clock.
a.m. in the a.m. That comes from 613. Well, as we've uh, been telling you and we tell you every single Thursday, we have an amazing lineup. Every day we have an amazing lineup, but Thursdays is even more special. Chock full of great hosts and wonderful uh, programming. Uh, those of you who are wondering if you should stick with the Nahum Single Network all day, I will prove to you that you should. You ready for this? Uh, coming up, 9 o'clock, just uh, five minutes from now, Charlie Harari with an in-depth look at the topic of finding happiness in a world of consumption. The uh, show is called Unlocking Greatness. Charlie Harari, 9 o'clock this morning, right after JM and the AM. Michael Fragan with Spin Class with a look at the latest political news. That starts at 9.30. Jew in the City Speaks. Allison Josephs features Rama Burstein, award-winning Orthodox Jewish filmmaker. That starts at 10 a.m. And at 10.30, before the Thursday Live Lunch, it'll be... Um, It'll be uh, Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life. And she will um, have on chef and author of the Kosher by Design series, Susie Fishbein, discussing Chef Michael Solomonov and Chef Mayor Adoni and how Israeli cuisine is finally getting its well-deserved due. That's Susie Fishbein joining Miriam L. Wallach at 10.30. Plus Alex Rosenberg playing for Maccabi Kiryat Gat on his recent Aliyah his NBA hopes, and how playing Columbia basketball seems a lifetime ago. Alex Rosenberg joins Miriam Alwalek as well. That's life between 10.30 and 11 o'clock. We'll have a live lunch starting at 11. Throwback Thursday at um, at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And, of course, tomorrow morning, don't forget the weekly update, will be part of our Friday broadcast starting at 7.40 Eastern time. The weekly update starts at 7.40 Eastern time. With Malcolm Honline, you'll be able to hear the entire thing uh, starting at about 7.40, right here at JM in the AM. The candles, they always burn so bright on Friday night. The smell of challah is always right on Friday night. My father picks up the key to the shop And I know It's the start of a special day Hey, hey, I got my Shabbos Oh, oh, I got my Shabbos Oh, I got my Shabbos Starting Friday night Every Friday night I got my Shabbos
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSegal.com, on the NahumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Charlie Harari next with Unlocking Greatness. Michael Fragan will have spin class at 10.30 at 9.30. 10 o'clock for Allison Joseph's Jew in the City. Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life starts at 10.30. We'll have our live lunch get together at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to join us. Have a fabulous Thursday tomorrow, our Friday jam in the AM, including the weekly update and much more. Make sure to be tuned in. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.